Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 10th of... Again, so we don't hear the... Er. <laughs> it's the 10th of... Er. <laughs> January. The year of our Lord, 2002. Er. Exactly. <laughs> Robbie Williams, swing when you're winning. And Robbie Williams, Nicole Kidman, something stupid are still bastard number one. I don't remember it being this long. <laughs> That's what she's... Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. Well done, Tom. Thanks, mate. Is also number one, but for good reasons. Uh, the number one big game release, uh, debatable, is Rez, the musical rail shooter developed by United Game Artists for the Dreamcast and PS2. Oh, yeah! Yeah, that game that your mates tell you you should play this, and you go, yeah, sure, you bet you I will, and then you never do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emma Dale, Letitia has Kane very much on her mind. <laughs> He said a good year last year, I guess. Oh, he had a great run in 01. <laughs> and is delighted when he offers her a lift to Hotton. But Cynthia isn't taken by the idea of her daughter spending so much time with the wayward brother of destruction. <laughs> it's obviously lots of resting news to be getting on with and silly bollocks. But some serious, sad and silly bollocks at the same time. This week sees the release of issue 223 of Sonic the Comic a.k.a. the final edition of the comic in print form. Uh, at the, uh, released on the 9th of January at the price of £1.50, bloody hell, the comic contains a complete reprint of the Evil Empire storyline, an open letter to fans by Nigel Kitching, and a free gift of a compass watch. <laughs> so you could find your way home. Yes. <laughs> you just walk around devastated afterwards. <laughs> the only feature in this issue is a two-page letter from Nigel Kitching to some of the comics fans. Although it was edited in places and was originally set to appear in issue 200, the article still contains a wealth of history about Kitching's work. The letter covers Nigel's first stories with the comic. Moving on to the Sonic CD story arc, and Sonic the Comic, sorry, Sonic 3 and Knuckles story arc. He also touches on post wonder creations like the Draken Empire and the death of Jerry Lightfoot. Okay, the last thing the comic did, I think that was memorable. I remember it. I, 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 by that point, I'd stopped reading it on the regular. Yeah. But the impact of the death of Johnny Lightfoot storyline from Sonic the Comic was, it was rare to kill a character. Mm. I don't think it ever been done. I don't think ever tr- they ever truly killed a character until then. I have to think, yeah. I don't think they did. Yeah. Yes, you got me there. Mm. So, a lovely part of our childhood. By that point, a lot of people had grown up and... Uh, 
Fleetway had certainly grown up with our ideas. Maybe thought, we... we don't need to have new issues. Just yeah, do complete reprint. It lasted. That idea of reprint lasted for a few fair few months. Yeah, they, they kept they kept that so. horrible dream alive until it, you know it went out not with a bang but a whimper. Mm. Maybe we met them this year. Isn't that mad? I know. Isn't that mad. I've got I have a photo on my phone. Look at this photograph with Richard Elson and Nigel Kitching in it, and I'm like, like. 13-year-old Tom, that would make his head explode. Mm. That would make his head explode. Love that for us. But we're going to AW all in this weekend. It's just like, oh, do you want to meet these people? Uh, I've met them before. <laughs> Nigel uh. Kitchen, though. What if Nigel... Yeah, Nigel Kitchen. Oh. Is Nigel Kitchen going to all in? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll be, I'll be there with gloves on. <laughs> that was all that was happening. And the weird, weird, weird time of... 10th of January, Year of Our Lord 2002. But what a, what a, what a, what is a little lad from Star Wars Episode 1 was happening in the <laughs> wonderful, disgusting, confusing world of wrestling? Well, I'm glad you asked the question because we have all of the answers for you. It's myself, it's Tom, it's the Call of the Classic Smackdown review. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good. This is a lovely day to do a podcast because it's probably a podcast that people are listening to on their way to London. Down, down, down. If you're not in London yet for All In, yeah, or singing, or singing Portobello Road, Portobello <laughs> Road. <laughs> Baker Street. Oh, is that in London? I've never thought about where Baker Street was actually set. The Strand. I thought it was set in the theatre of the mind. <laughs> it's a real place, is Baker it's Street. It's in Strand. Well, Strand Rock. No, no, I was, I was adding the Strand as another place I oh. know in London. Oh. <laughs> Name place. Big Ben. Morning to Crescent. The Gherkin. <laughs> The big dildo in in London. I'm sure that the Burke <laughs> to my right will be enjoying the Gherkin then. But uh, hey, are yeah. you excited? Because you're gonna. Yeah. Be, you're, by the time people hear this, you're already there. Mm. Spreading your oats. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yes, I'll be having a good time, <laughs> sucking and fucking my way around <laughs> London sucking down. Sucking your way through. <laughs> Melts in your mouth, not your hand. It's Mafu. <laughs> Cheers. 80,000 at Wembley Challenge accepted. <laughs> Suckers off, Matthew. Suckers <laughs> off. <laughs> All right, Jesus. <laughs> Thank God the show's four God. hours. <laughs> That's right. If you go to Wembley, Matthew will suck your balls. Suck your balls. Tez, what do you think about Osprey versus Jericho? Sorry, but I'm too busy having Matthew suck my cock. <laughs> not, for, not for nothing. <laughs> That's that's something you've had planned longer than the majority of the card for Wally. <laughs> anyway, I am all jokes aside, I'm buzzing for you. I'm buzzing for the UK, I'm buzzing for wrestling. There's a really Buzz wonderful vibe. And <laughs> that's helping. <laughs> Go fucking self. <laughs> There's a really wonderful vibe this weekend. Uh, if it's got a WrestleMania-esque vibe to it. Yeah. It's got like a wrestling Christmas it's vibe. It's a big to event. It. It's great. Like the eyes of the wrestling world are on are on the UK once again this weekend. And what a year we've had. For wrestling in the UK. Oh, yeah. And and you put it so bloody well because online people fucking banging on. And I'd say this if it was a WWE card, so shut the fuck up. Uh, if <laughs> I just 
<laughs> like, oh, the card's not like, oh, this wasn't a very good match. Oh, they could have done that. You put it fucking best. It's like, I'm going to see all my mates and yeah. we're going to watch a massive wrestling show at Wembley. It doesn't matter. Tom, I'm a simple person. Give me loads of mates. Give me a really good time. <laughs> More them cocks to Give me some text to suck. <laughs> Some edibles in more ways than one. Ha ha ha. And yeah, so it was. It, oh, mate, there was a thing. Voices of Wrestling is usually really good, but they had this article this week. I was good to find out it was by Shane Silver, who's I used to really enjoy his tweets and his, oh, his thoughts. Shane Bronze now. And you, do you read his article? Nah. Again, Voices of Wrestling is usually really good, but I don't know. They weren't invited to the press thing, so I don't know if it was like, oh, bit, yeah. <laughs> I've been a bit grumpy, were they? I'm, I haven't read that particular it was, article. It, it was written, like, many people... I read the quote tweets, and they were just, it was getting destroyed, the quote tweets, but many people thought, like, bro, why is he written like he's on his way to war? <laughs> like, I'm off. I'm leaving my child and my wife for the weekend, which is no easy feat for me, because I'm a family man. And I'm like, what the... AEW, I hope you bring me in. This may be the last time you see me. It's like... Fucking <laughs> hell. I feel really sad. <laughs> no, again, again, I love Shane Silver, but it's just like, wait, wait, come in a perspective. Yeah. Come on, I don't, I don't care if it's the worst wrestling event ever. It's, it feels good to do these big things with your mates. I feel really sad for those people who are coming to Wembley and the entire quality of their weekend hangs on how good the Golden Elite versus the Bullet Club Gold right. It's not about like, that. It's not about that. Like, when I went to Clash of the Castle, I can't even relate to the Clash of the Castle, which we did last year. And oh my God, just the vibe, the energy, being around everybody, the euphoria, going yeah. to bloody ICW at midnight in oh. a random pub with Andrew and having some bloke dressed as giant haystacks keeping us comfortable. I was like, this is a great night. Yeah. What a time. Literally about- fucking voice chatting to Triple H. It's a great time. So my, my, my grandma used to say it and I don't realize she stole it from Billy Connolly, but whatever. Uh, there's no such thing as bad weather, just the wrong clothes. I'm putting on my best. Fantastic. Isn't it great? I'm putting on my best enjoyment clothes. Yeah. This will be so great because next week's podcast is like, yeah, all right, Matthew, after the shit. Is it was shit, wasn't it, Tom? It's shit. <laughs> Fucking AW. Anyway, they'll be doing webinar next year, so I'll see you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to buy tickets for next year. <laughs> That'll show them. Yeah, God. But anyway, anyway, yes, that's that's the ugly world of now. Ooh, yeah, boo, that's... hiss, boo, hiss. So talk about old things, Matthew and Tom. Well, here's or as a... you call them, young things. Here's a great old thing to talk Yo, about. Yeah. It's from our mailbag, and it's Jamie Ooh. Brown, who writes in classicoccultaholic.com. Hi, lads. Well Please stop talking about dick sucking. Yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Hi, lads. What's the address of the Matthew Dick sucking? <laughs> uh, I said it's, it'll be in the in the description of the podcast. Don't worry. Uh, Hi, lads. Well done on making it through 2001. I recently played No Mercy and remembered how yeah, Stephen yeah. Richards replaced Big Show in the career mode storylines. My question is: If you pick one Big Show storyline in existence, but you swapped in with Richards, what would it be? Oh, okay. <laughs> the idea of Stephen Richards trying to get in on the Yes movement is an amusing prospect. <laughs> Thanks for all the continued laughs, as always. Yeah, remember when Stephen Richards had a beanie? <laughs> right. <laughs> I remember that. It's a good look for him. That was that was certainly a look. Okay, a big show storyline that we can supplant Stephen Richards in. Uh, I quite like the idea of. Um, oh, can we have Stephen Richards thrown off the roof of Cobo Hall? <laughs> I know we're crossing the international punchline there, but he <laughs> quite nice that Rich Hogan throwing and Stephen Richards custom monster truck, which has got a li- which is white with like a black tie on the front. That'd be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Steve Austin's been run over. 
at Survivor Series 99. We need someone to replace him in the main event. Look, look whilst looking at Big Show. <laughs> Stephen Richards! <laughs> now they go, Big Show! Tell Stephen yeah, yeah, Richards! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... <laughs> He's in the main event. Big Show, can you think of anybody? <laughs> and Stephen Richards then has the match with Viscera on Raw for the WWF title, <laughs> which ends with a drop kick off the top. Stevie Series 99. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for enjoying Tells the One with us, Jamie. Love that. Thank you, Jamie Brown. Uh, anyway, on to the matter of 2002, A Space Odyssey. Uh, some, it's quite a quiet week this week, so not too much before we get into the meat and the potatoes of SmackDown. Uh, Hulk Hogan in the news this week. He had a conversation with Vince McMahon once more this week. However, they, uh, they've they been very far apart on money in the last few months. But Hogan is making it very clear from the interviews that he's done recently that he's now up for coming in and is willing to maybe meet somewhere in the middle on money. <laughs> I love it. It's, we're see, we had Nash last week. We've got Hogan this week meeting with Vince and going, yeah, I want a bajillion dollars. And Vince going, no. Hogan's going, fine. XWF, I'll come in for a bajillion dollars. And they've gone, we haven't got a bajillion dollars, Hulk. Vince, I'll come in for, all right, I'll come in for a trillion dollars. <laughs> all right, then, for you. <laughs> shysters being shysters. You love to see it. The Undertaker could be missing the Rumble. I didn't know this was a thing Go on. at the time. Uh, that banger of a match he had against Big Show last week. Uh-huh. We saw Big Show running top speed towards his motorbike. <laughs> um, apparently, Undertaker suffered a lower back injury when he got chokeslammed by Big Show. And there is a concern that he might not make it to the Royal Rumble. It's always the way. We have the best run of the, the, <clears throat> not the lives, but, but best run in a long, long time. <sighs> you know, this is the storyline to replace Big Show with Stevie Richards with them. <laughs> Undertaker injured by the Stevie kick. Stevie, you can't really read that headline. Stevie Richards running top speed towards the Undertaker's motorbike. <laughs> uh, a little sign of the future to come because uh, it was announced this week by in the Ross Report that th- uh, three names are joining the house show and dark match circuit as on a full-time basis for the WWF from February. Those names being Shelton Benjamin, Ooh. Dave Bautista Ooh. and John Cena. Ooh. Dave Meltzer, the Observer, says Bautista isn't ready. And, and he's, the, he's the only one they're really worried about. But they really like the look of Leviathan to the WWF. Mm. I'm sure he'll be fine. You were kind of right, but it did take a while for Bautista to get into his groove. But rather like Big Show chasing after Undertaker, once he hit his full speed, <laughs> the nice thing is history's on our side when it comes to, to to Batista because obviously the brand split will mean there'll be some friends that we'll never really get to talk too much about mm. coming soon but we will get to follow the career trajectory of Dave Batista yay and all the bumps along the way um, no wait you mean Cena right Batista was a Raw guy no he was a Smackdown guy as well I mean, early. Oh, God, yeah. The yeah. Deacon. Batista. I forgot. Well done. Look at you, Tom. We get the Deacon, baby. We're getting the freaking Deacon. Uh, Dean Malenko has started his new role. He's working as a road agent now. So he's stepping away from uh, in-ring stuff and doing stuff behind the scenes, which is which we kind of saw coming. Which makes sense because he's, he's an agent for a road. Okay. <laughs> he's, a bit, he's a bit of a psychopath. Hey, he's bloody done it. Oof. Swank magazine this week revealed the top 50 wrestlers. It's a softcore porn It's mag. the regular feature in the podcast where Tom makes up a magazine. Not- <laughs> I loved, I loved. Parade magazine. But then you 
you went away and looked at what Parade magazine was and you went, shit, it's nothing like I described it. Yeah, it's a Razmag. <laughs> Man, I was in a good mood that day. It was just like Parade magazine. I'm like, what do you mean? It was, it was Parade weekly. I mean, <laughs> our elephant's too much. How many clowns can you really fit in a car? Those Shriners, those little, those little <laughs> fellas in the cars, what are they all about then, eh? The true impact of confetti. <laughs> are you allowed to drive around these things when, you, when you're on a ways or something? <laughs> now, Swank Magazine, which is a porn magazine, uh, ranked, oh. uh, ranked the well, top... Well, that's not funny. They ranked the top 50 American wrestlers of all time, and it was actually a really good list. I think that's why everybody was shocked. In the Observer, they write... Oh, Swank. please say it was Lutez or someone. It goes Hulk Hogan, right, The yeah. Rock, yeah. Steve Austin, yeah. Ric Flair, yeah. Andre the Giant, yeah. Bret Hart. American wrestlers of all time, Andre the Giant. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Triple H. Uh-huh. Shawn Michaels. Undertaker. Uh-huh. Bruno San Martino. Okay, yeah. Mick Foley. Yeah. China. Uh-huh. Kurt Hennig. Uh-huh. Haystacks Calhoun. Oh, for, for, all right. Chief J Strongbow. Okay. Sting. Part of Italy, yeah. Gorgeous George. Uh-huh. Antonio Rocca. <laughs> Nothing more Italian than that, yeah, all right. <laughs> the original Sheik. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Harley Race. Race America Race all the time, the original Sheik. <laughs> Harley Race. All right. Sergeant Slaughter. Randy Savage. He's from Jake Iraq. Roberts. <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon. Okay. Dusty Rhodes, Killer Kowalski, George Steele, Jimmy Snooker. Oh, Rob, you're, listing, you're actually listing all of them. Rob right, Van Damme, yeah. Nitty Dunn, The Iron Sheik. For fuck <laughs> say. Roddy Piper. Chris, what? Chris Jericho. What? Kane. He's from hell. King Cole Bundy. Jesse Ventura. Kurt Angle. Both of Demolition. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. one entry. Ricky Steamboat. Big John Studd. Both the Road Warriors. The Honky Tonk Man. Ultimate Warrior, Jerry Lawler, Abdullah the Butcher, Junkyard oh, Dog, Ted DiBiase, Hillbilly Jim, Wahoo McDaniel, oh. Superstar Billy Graham, and RIP Empower Terry Funk. <laughs> so that's Swank Magazine's top 50 right. American and wrestlers of all time. American wrestlers. For a starters, King Kong Bundy is clearly from Skull Island. <laughs> He's clearly from our nightmares. Yeah, good list. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you told us that. You're welcome. I could have guessed 49 of them. <laughs> uh, <WWE>. Both sheets. <laughs> so good, you see. Just, just nice to talk about a swank magazine swank. on the track. <laughs> good wrestlers to wank. I want to hear a wrestler's top 50 wanks. <laughs> of the week or? It just, uh, just depends how busy you are. Um, now, Raw, uh, WWF have had two shows at Madison Square Garden this week. Yes. Uh, Raw and the SmackDown we're going to talk about today. Uh, a Raw, uh, the, the Raw MSG show featured uh, a highly touted indie outing for highly touted indie star, Low Key. Low Key was at Madison Square Garden? Yep, he lost wow. to Christian for Metal and Jacked. So those matches exist. Wow, okay. They're out there at somewhere. MSG? Yeah. Wow. Brock Lesnar got a big pop on the dark match for Raw, beating Rico Constantino. Never heard of him. Uh, the, the crowd, however, got bored of Randy Orton and Ron Waterman the second that they put headlock, they put a chin lock on. Uh, yeah, you just look at Ron Waterman, you're already bored. Uh, the crowd were uh, cunts this night um, <laughs> because during the national anthem sung by Lillian Garcia, every time she broke for part of the song, they just shouted, What? 
Ah! Okay, <laughs> <now>. <laughs> in New York City. And then at one point, sounds <laughs> amazing. Oh, say, can you see what fire dawns early light? What was the room? Oh, wow. Of all the places, I thought they weren't going to do that. Wow. And then, and then as the second verse ah. started, someone let off a foghorn. <laughs> By the wrong bastards. Bunch of bastards. Wahoo McDaniel. <laughs> Circus clowns. <laughs> what? Hong Kong. <laughs> Elephant noise. China. <laughs> Lillian Garcia. So just, apparently Lillian Garcia dealt with it very well. Unlike, um, who was it the other week at the XWF shows who was getting wanted and was just like, I'll let you get it out of your system, you fucks. Oh, Dave Penza. Yeah, Dave Penza. Penza was getting pissed off, oh. by, wasn't he? Oh, well, yeah, he's got such a busy thing, <laughs> busy schedule. <laughs> hey, you're keeping me up. <laughs> McDonald's breakfast finishes soon. <laughs> <laughs> ah, almost time for lunch. Um, <laughs> it must have sounded like the fucking guy from the Police Academy films, which is trying to sing that anthem. <laughs> By the rock, it's regular. A woo guy. <laughs> 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 and the hole. Cretinous. Cretinous fans in New York. I was not expecting to hear. I'm sorry, I went off on one then. But I just oh, was not funny. expecting, of all the places in America and all the times in American history, <laughs> that's the time the other gets wanted. It must have been two for one on half pints of beer <laughs> and how much Americans love a drink. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, notorious. Ooh, God, you, you ruin the wrestling. Yeah. You know about yourself and your video game side. <laughs> Anyway, that's all the news this week. It's a quiet one oh, this thank week. Christ. I'm about so, to fall asleep so and then... laughing. <laughs> I can read Swank's top 50 oh, American wrestlers again if you want. If it gets boring, we'll just read we'll, Swank. We'll, we'll read Swank again. Available for all your local news agents. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, let's go over to Matthew Gregg, who will talk us through this week's episode of SmackDown. For thank you, Tom. January the 10th, 22. <laughs> Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you the truth. 20 and 2. I've had about three hours sleep again ah, this week. Ah. Well, you hide it so well. <laughs> Triple H makes his Robbie Williams-esque return to the top on Raw, dressed in double denim. <laughs> He's here to end of the Rumble and challenge heel Austin to get his tight... Oh, wait, no, we're not doing that anymore, are we? Yeah, nope, everything's nope. changed. Scratch that. Oh, well, I'm sure I'll think of something. Here's Kurt Angle to mock Triple H for being out for eight months because... <laughs> Because look at me, I'll cut angle. I want a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Is that the first time he says that? I think he said it, like, at other times on SmackDown, very briefly. But this is the time that everyone paid attention to it, because Triple H's big return and all that. Ah. So Both men enter the Rumble. It's Kurt's first, because last year, he was being the piss out of Triple H. <laughs> so Triple H pounds him down. Exciting stuff. Uh, in the cold open, Stephanie is here to check out Deborah's oh, tits. Be- before we before we get into any any further from that, just a quick lament on Triple H's return. We'll Go get on. back to the tits then. 
what a moment. I remember watching mm. it live and it scored like the highest ratings for Raw since August of the previous year. Yep. Uh, and absolutely blew it. It was so simple in its execution, but Triple H milked every bit of it. The one, there was two things I thought. I thought, wow, this is the moment. And fuck me, he's massive. Yes, he is gigantic. He is. This is Triple H at his biggest here because he's just weight trained all the while he's been off. And he's yep. just, he is cumbersome. <laughs> <laughs> to put it lightly, this is the neck deep in toffee era of Triple H wrestling. Yeah, you know how Triple H we all loved? Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, because he, he can't move anymore. Yes, he's the. We've, we've had Tom Baker, right? Tom Baker's left. <laughs> this is Colin Baker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, tits. Yes, Deborah's tits, for some reason, and both of them brag about their partner beating up their other partner. What, both her tits? <laughs> Yes, actually. <laughs> Look, put down swank, all right? <laughs> and Steph is sure to mention uh, her pass so she can actually be here. Oh, her pass. I put pass. What, what do you mean pass? Yes, <laughs> last week she wasn't allowed in because she was like, who are you? Yeah. But now she's actually got a pass. She can be backstage. Um, no need to drag James Dudley in this time. Aww. He was number 51 on the list. <laughs> he just left outside. Widdy wee, widdy woo, widdy woo. WWE does Master Square Garden Part 2. 12,175 people, which is a very good number for this place. Yes, twice in one week at the same arena. Bloody hell. RVD and Rock versus Jericho and Test is our main event. But here's Steph for her second segment of the night, five minutes into the show. <laughs> Michael Cole points out she's no longer employed by the WF, but she's allowed in. Okay. Steph thanks the crowd for cheering her so much. Oh, sorry. For cheering Triple H so much. And oh. she's the game's wife. And Steph is the reason he won the title four times. She also credits herself for the Revolutionary War and the FIFA World Cup 94. <laughs> Ric Flair doesn't agree with logic, which is why he's out with a concussion. Crowd watch her, as if she's singing the anthem. So here's security, which Stephanie warns them not to touch her. If you do, Triple H will beat you all up. But then she leaves anyway because she ran out of things to say. <laughs> I think uh, she ran out of things to say about three minutes into this 10-minute <laughs> spiel. Because she just sort of regurgitates the same basic principle of Triple H is back and I'm Triple H's wife. And whoever I say he should kill, he will kill. So they're really hamming up the fact that Trips is back as a baby face, but Steph's a heel, and there's got to, they've got to have there's got to be something here. There's yes. got to be something that goes on here. Yes, you may be cheering him, but I'll the one fucking him. Uh, <laughs> this wasn't a bad Stephanie promo. Those would come later. <laughs> oh, yeah, spoil later. Uh, backstage, the tag team of Christian and Jew which in brackets is Landstorm. <laughs> Walk back, as we established last week, by the way, people just think this, oh, Matthew, what, what, what? What's this crazy anti-Semitism come from? <laughs> no, we established last week that Landstorm is Jewish. Yes. He celebrates Hanukkah. Uh, Walk backstage to complain about Taz and Spike being the tag team champions. They'll be easy to beat at Madison Square Garden. Then the New York Knicks. Crowd <laughs> boos. Landstorm says, yeah, because USA sucks at hockey. There's a beat. And Christian says, Oof. They suck at basketball, too. Like, well done for pointing that out, idiot. It would have been way funnier if Christian went, what a dork, instead of a completely different sport like bowling. Yeah, that would have been funnier. That would have been way funnier. Lance, what does he know? <laughs> oh, well. Wrestling has ruined my brain because uh, I, I, I instantly capitalized when Christian said, oh, us beating Taz and Spike tonight, it's money in the bank. 
<laughs> Stop it. Oh, okay. uh, Ruined my brain. We're going to leave an impact wrestling all over him. <laughs> now, interesting there, because we were chatting there, and, and, and Spike and Taz, tag team champions. Absolutely. What? That wasn't the case last week. They lost. Yes. Whoppa! We're going to get to it very soon. I know. Right after these messages. The Final Fantasy X Slam of the Week is Bubba getting distracted by Stacy's own ass to lose the tag titles via tables. Taz is the same size as a PS2. <laughs> <laughs> and here are the new champions to a big pop and Taz's theme, Taz and Spike, as they lost their, that is, lost their tag titles the same way the Medusa <laughs> was uh, torn apart by her own reflection. <laughs> Stacey's ass bounced back and hit her own ass. <laughs> They're taking on Christ Storm. Ooh, type that out, thought I could make it work. Couldn't. They're taking on Christ Storm. That's better. Which is an interesting combo, as Christian is still the European champion. Oh well. Lance takes out Taz with a super kick immediately, so Spike dives off the top rope to the outside, which is like Buzz Lightyear falling off the stairs. <laughs> Lance them. Demolishes. Demol- demolishes. Demolishes. Because it's demolition. Oh, demolishes, Demo- baby. Demolishes. Demolish. Demolish. Demolishes. Lance destroys Spike with a Finley roll. It's always cool seeing guys like Lance get the bust out moves that they can't hit on anyone else on the roster. I had a Finley roll on the way in. <laughs> oh, you've been told to not eat them, Tom. a meal deal with a coffee. I have to go back on my Finley rolls. Lola sells the drama of Spike's beatdown by wondering what the smell is. I didn't this happen? <laughs> didn't this happen? Uh, we did it on, on a the, satellite feed. On a satellite feed. Yeah, but then Lola segs in, into it by going, "Oh, it's Nick Patrick's face." After he she asked it on Raw. Oh, okay. he got the stink face on Raw, did Nick Patrick? Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Lola. If he can still smell Nick, pa- if he can still smell shit on Patrick's breath after after a day, I think I think Nick Patrick's hygiene has to be. Has to be discussed with Nick Patrick. It's what they call in the business a mucky pup. <laughs> He's a mucky pup. Spike gets a curiously low blow on Lance, so Taz tags in to pop them hips all over Lance and Christian. Uh, Christian halts the Dudley dog, locks in a reverse DDT, which leaves him wide open for a Taz mission from the legal Taz, and that's it. Mm. Commentators sell the shock of the underdogs winning again. Then the Dudleys show up to attack both of them, but Spike and Taz make their own comeback and leave them laying. Good God, it's a push. It's a proper push and everything. Here's the thing. Wait, wait, two seconds. Lola wonders where Stacey Keebler is. Hey, old pervert has a point for once. <laughs> uh, sorry, that point is on the table playing pocket billiards, but still. <laughs> they have got rid of her because her ass was the reason for them losing, so they've dumped her. Oh, they dumped her in that segment? Well, apparently off camera, I believe. Oh. But because- they apparently they said, well, again... Do you cause this? So uh, we don't want you with us anymore. Oh, yeah, she was. Um, yeah. I wondered how that ended. But there you go. Now, what are you going to say? You've Mandela affected there because they Dudleys weren't left laying. And this was something I was going to bring up. They weren't left laying. So yeah, yeah, actually, that's the true. The Dudleys um, attack Spike and Taz. Mm-hmm. Then Taz, the Spike gets a. Bulldog out of the corner, which they completely flummox because, like, Bulldog, because <laughs> yeah, Bully Ray just pancakes before Spike's even left the ground. That's just how strong he is. Taz then, listen, that is probably what it is, isn't it? Taz lands a lovely suplex onto Devon, and then Taz does, like, a little march around the ring and realises, oh, better get out of here. By which point, Bully Ray and Devon are both back up. Spike and Taz are walking up the ramp, 
and they're playing the Dudley's music. <laughs> oh, which Dudley Boys team was it? Was it? Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, it was the first Spikes one that spikes. Ah, oh, they do the mankind. They come out to one team, then leave with another. Maybe that's what they were doing then. Maybe that's what threw me. Yeah. Maybe it was their old music. Yeah. But either way, like, they All right, look, really it wasn't a great... Laying. But that's... They are underdogs. It's still underdogs. a push, though. It's still a push. It's still... That's it's it, still look. still a push. Look, crappy bulldog pancake... Ooh, all of them. Uh, aside, you could have them now in Avenue Finley Rolls. Let's, I oh, beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. I thought the fact that these two were able to win a tag match and then get attacked and then walk away is about as strong as you can get for them. Yeah, it is. It does feel like we're getting a push for Spike. And I like them as a as, as a, like perennial underdog tag team mm. champions. I really like how every team underestimates them and then they're, they're just gutsy and gritty and bulldog-esque and just... <laughs> Grab wins where they can, and I like that. I like that a lot. Bulldog esque. Bulldog esque. <laughs> Returning at the Rumble, Val Venus. He's been away for months, last wrestling on TV in April of last year before sorting off to HWA. Uh, you know how they de emphasize his porn star gimmick last year and a half? Uh, well, it's back now. He's all porn. <laughs> Lola's happy to see him. Of course he is. He didn't make the swank top 50, sadly. Um, he was he could, on... but his, his pages were stuck together. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Bite This uh, just this no, past no, week. No, thank you. Uh, he was asking why Triple H is getting a bunch of fanfare for his return, but he's not. <laughs> Gee, it's a mystery. Um, this is the beginning of a series of promos throughout the night. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about them as we come to them. I don't want to spoil them. Um, hyping surprise returns for the Rumble. Now, I distinctly remember watching the O2 Rumble and being shocked at people coming out. Oh. I don't remember them spoiling it. No, I do remember because Power oh. Slam said, yeah, here's all the people coming back at the Rumble. Oh. Before I saw the Rumble, I was like, oh, they, they announced who it was going to be, but I guess they want people to watch it. Yeah, I guess, mm-hmm. but you could have had some as a surprise. I, yeah. I'm trying to think who they would have done in the past. That was a genuine surprise. A honky-tonk man. Was a surprise mm. last year, but Drew Carey they hyped because he had that dodgy comedy special to promote. Yes, that's very true. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit odd, isn't it? Yeah, I like, I like, I don't like it when they give away everybody in the Rumble. Like you want there to be some mm. some fun surprises in there. That's that's the joy of the, the Rumble. Good old it? days of you know Doug Gilbert, <laughs> bloody Dory Funk Jr. entering. That's right, the Headhunters, uh, Dick Murdoch. Hey. No respect. Edge is brought to you by Truth. Final Fantasy X and Black Hawk Down. His opponent, his opponent is the Big Boss Man. Brought to you by Werther's Originals, Heat Rub, and On the Buses reruns. <laughs> he's not Big Boss Man. Go on. He's Boss Man now. They've dropped the big. His little graphic on the side just said Boss Man. They did. Mm. Oh, no. We're getting rid of the big. He's just Boss Man. Wow, it's like a completely different wrestler. I know, right? Vince loves just sometimes just taking bits of people's names out. Like on the classic Raw review, we've got the we've got the Wild Man Mark Marrow on TV on the weekly, and there's talk of Vince just wanted to call him Wild Man. No. Yeah, that'll help him. <laughs> that'll do it. That's the miss- that's the missing piece of the yeah. puzzle. <laughs> Boss Man's back to wearing the flak jacket to make him look less old. <laughs> it's not working. No. Uh, Lola talks about Venus instead of Edge. Uh, no, sorry. I'll type this all horribly. So let's see. Edge, Bossman, Venus, Triple H, Austin, 
We are stuck in 98. <laughs> Bossman tries his put the guy in the ropes, then punch him spot, but he's struggling even with that as Edge oversells everything in an attempt to make this work. Uh, Bossman tries to get the stick, but Edge intercepts it. Edge thinks about using it, but decides to land the execution on the stick to retain the, his IC title instead. Yay for Edge, who's still getting lovely pops. But then, speaking of 98, it's real man's man Regal on the big screen. Wee Willie congratulates him on smashing his nose and causing him to lose so much of his blood, his pure English blood. The English are the most evil, spiteful, rotten bastards to ever run the earth. Don't gamble with the devil. The devil always wins, and he's come to collect. Edge follows this lovely promo by shitting all over it by saying, yeah, thanks, Beelzebub. What the hell are you talking about? Speak English. <laughs> you want to tell match at the Rumble? Yeah, okay, fine. I hope your nose is working okay, so you can smell me reeking of awesomeness. Edge's promo was fine, apart from having to shove that last awkward bit in. Yeah, it was a half goofy, half new age Edge. It was kind of a bit of a... Very much like the Edge Boss Man match. It was um, it was a match that was out of time. Like yeah. Boss Man and Edge were two two different generations, and it didn't make for an exciting affair. This one, but it happened, and Edge won. So that was the right way yeah. to do it. Uh, they cut to Regal on the Tron, and he's smiling and he's applauding because you can hear the noise. You can't see his hands, so it, it does sound a bit oh, like no, he's wanking. No. <laughs> You just look up and Edge is... You see Regal smiling and you just hear... <laughs> Sound like he was wanking. He's getting ready to sing Mr. Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing more fluid because of you, Edge. <laughs> this is... This is cum. English cum. <laughs> Good old English cum. Like my mother just used to me. <laughs> God save our uh, queen. What? Fucking playing the anthem. Chatting what? Evil wanking. Oh, it's gracious. Quit on top of what? It's wank. Wank. Yeah. Speaking of wank, returning at the Rumble, Gold Dust. Hey. Bloody hell, we really are 1990, 19, Oh, wow, that's just something you can't <laughs> say out loud, Matthew. It's Matthew having a stroke. 1990, there. 18 it to up. If you put an ing on the end of anything, you can make it work. It's so fluid. <laughs> He's last, he last wrestled, wrestled for his dad's TC dub, the very short-lived Dusty Rhodes promotion, mm. in December. Last wrestled for the WWF on Shotgun Saturday night. May 25th, 1999, losing to the Hardy Boys. That's it. And this is yep. his, and, and he wasn't involved in the uh, in the invasion in any way, shape, or form, because obviously he was a WCW guy at that point. Just disappeared, went to do, like, obviously do this stuff for Turnbuckle. And this is his return to the company. Mm. Uh, in, in, in his tried and true gold dust persona. Yes, to have a really good run. Yeah, it does become a really... There's, there's some there's some ropey points in there. Sure. I believe you have a Rob Van Dam Goldust match that oh. memory serves isn't great. Oh, yeah. Sorry, him as a wrestler, especially in the pay-per-view matches, they'll, we'll see him in the next few months, are a bit wank. Uh, not you, Regal. But <laughs> as soon as him and Booker T hit it off. Yeah. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Kurt Angler's backstage to massive booze. Lillian asks him what he thinks about Goldust. Angle says, Oh, that's what we need. More freaks. If I wanted those, I'd step outside onto downtown Manhattan. <laughs> Triple H going back. Didn't get to me. But this does. This crowd yelling, What? After every sentence. This does not make them quieter. Hey, stop it. What? I'm an Olympian. What? All right. Let's see if this works. What? <clears throat> Please don't say what again. What? <laughs> Cut it out. What? This is all Austin's fault. What? Say it again. What? You say it again. I'm kicking Austin's butt. What? Okay, fine. I'm being up Austin tonight, and it's all your fault. What? That's right. And as Fantastic. and as the crowd are going, what? Um, the production truck are finding what signs in the crowd and doing fast zooms in on them. They don't, ha- they don't if, have to look very hard. No, they were they were everywhere. Isn't it fascinating being at this in this part of the what chance cycle? The life cycle where WWE are not ignoring it, but they're embracing it and they're mm. encouraging it. It's interesting. They're, they're just run, and, and they, you know, this is the chat they'll come to where they will do everything in their power to not acknowledge it. And, they, and, and sometimes it's effective and sometimes it's not, but it lingers. Boy, howdy, does it linger. But they were really leaning into it at this point. Absolutely. Anyway, here's Book in the bathroom listening to someone fart. <laughs> While he brushes his teeth. Yeah. Booker gets mad at the nuclear explosions occurring as he's brushing his teeth. Rikishi emerges from the toilet and says it's his pre-match ritual. <laughs> Booker sprays some cologne on him to help him, which is nice. Booker asks, who have you got tonight? Rikishi looks at him and says, you. And Booker pulls his crazy face. Crowd love this. Fart! <laughs> I like that Rikishi's pre-match ritual is just a big dump. I can relate to that shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a big dump. Sally Triple H03 would do one of them with Steiner. Yay! The overdrive of the night, sponsored by Greyhound. Oh no. Test, trying to hit RVD with a chair, but getting five starred instead. Woof, woof, move, move. <laughs> with dogs who drive buses. 
<laughs> and, and, and according to the advert, dogs that repair cars. God, they're so good. They're great, aren't they? Never good. mind AI replacing art. His dog's taking all the garages. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Jericho, who, unlike greyhounds and buses, is not moving at all, despite being the woo woo <laughs> Jericho heads out and does the one bit that I liked he, I think during this time, which is holding his belt near people in the front row, then taking it away at the last minute. As if to go, you can't be the champion. Uh, 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 yeah. Everyone makes their entrances, and maybe it's my old ears, but I couldn't hear a damn word the commentators were saying during them, because I think they've put the volume up on the theme music. Yeah, they were. It was really difficult to hear. Uh, you know, obviously they make Teflon test comments as Tess comes out. Yeah, yeah. It was Jericho's this partner. Um, there's there's some love for Rob Van Dam and the mentions of the Rumble, and then when the Rock comes out, you can barely. Yeah, hear the Rock you can't hear, but that's just because of the Rock. Tess gets wiped off the earth by The Rock, and Jericho tries to ignore The Rock calling out the apron, so Rock brings him in the hard way, which allows Tess to hit The Rock harder. Then NFL 2K2 <laughs> is a game released in 01 for the Xbox. It's also the last game in the NFL 2K series to feature Randy Moss as a cover athlete. On the Xbox, Jericho <laughs> tags in while The Rock is down. I see we're doing the whole angle-rock chemistry again. RVD saves The Rock from more test offense, nailing all his trademark offense and proving he should have had the title match at the Rumble. RVD Sunset flips Test, but Jericho makes a save, which allows Test to test everywhere as RVD takes a long series of moves. RVD puts educated feet to good measure and doesn't bust open anyone as he makes the hot tag to rock. Well done, RVD. Immediate rock bottom to Jericho, but Big Test is able to save, so RVD kicks Test and dives the outside in a crazy moment, not rolling, just landing flat. I'm not sure if he just messed up the dive or... Uh, Tess was expecting something else, but just... Just... Yeah. He's okay, though, and he chases Tess through the crowd. Rock and Jericho match the pad to see who recovers first. <laughs> it's Jericho, who instantly lands on Rock's knees on a line salt. Jericho blocks another Rock bomb and walks into the Scorpion King Deathlock for the instant tap. Again, they just switched up the Angle Rock flo- uh, formula. Almost said Florida, then. But with Jericho actually tapping out, so I guess it's not like Kurt at all. Hot, hot crowd... And the usual smooth action, but yeah, Jericho is still a bitch. Jericho, I, I, Jericho tapping like a bitch. Mm. We both called him a bitch in this. I hate the booking of Jericho. I hate the use of Jericho. How him tapping out and looking so weak in every match he has, like he's been drained of all his hit points. Now he's the world champion. Like he, like he made a deal with the devil to become the champ, but you become the weakest fucking bitch wrestler that ever existed. Like, what's the point? This is the fourth time on SmackDown that The Rock and Rob Van Dam have teamed up which surely should put them in contendership for the tag titles now because people have got more for less, mm. put it that way. It seems like a safe pattern to have Rock and Van Damme as a team facing whichever bad guys they're working against. Yeah, but you know if they did, they'd ruin it by Lawler going, hey, look, it's the team of Rock Van Damme. <laughs> yeah, and the fans saying, we're not calling that. <laughs> he would ruin it, I'm afraid. Heading into the Rumble, like we, we speculated that they were building towards... Chris Jericho versus Rob Van Dam for the Rumble. Obviously, we're getting Jericho and The Rock. I kind of wish we were getting Jericho Van Dam and put Rock in the Rumble itself. Yep. I thought that'd been much nicer. Like a love, like a competitive 15, 20 minute Chris Jericho Rob Van Dam match for the undisputed WWF title would have been brilliant. I completely agree. But alas, alas. Oh, good. Oh, that opens up Rock to then wrestle Test. Yeah, yeah. You could have gone for, or at least have a, a meeting in the Rumble. Yeah. Oh, goody. Next up, we have JR talking to Vince. 
JR talks about how long and loud the crowd was for Triple H's return. And I feel this is something that's been drilled into our heads as something that didn't quite happen. Oh, Sure, it was a loud-ass pop, but you hear it on TV and it's not the loudest thing of all time. Like when Austin's return in January 99 exist. But maybe that's just me. What say Ooh, you? Do you think there's a bit of a conspiracy here? It was a giant pop, but the way they talk about it, you think like Oppenheimer dropped the bomb on MSG. Interesting. I, just, I mean, I always knew it was a big pop and one of the loudest ever, but certainly history does tell you that it's like, like when they do, when they do like top 10 crowd reactions on the YouTube channel, like it's always there. It is a great reaction. It is a great and, one. And the figures are good for that quarter of Raw. They are. Um, but yeah, I remember it being loud, but then I don't know whether I've been conditioned. Exactly. Mm. You can't let WWE dictate history because they'll say what they want. Yeah, it's true. Giant it's pop, though. Not, not taking anything away. All the double denim. Anyway, we see Flair punching Vince and getting a black eye. So on Raw, Vince says, he's the man, and dresses up as Ric Flair in a good moment with the wig and the coat. Rick shows up, so Vince pipes him with a pipe and busts him open so Rick bleeds all over his white shirt. Nice, simple segment. We cut back to Vince, and he's grinning like a boob. <laughs> Vince says his actions weren't unprovoked. Flair hit him for no reason on SmackDown. Oh, what Vince is going to do to him at the Rumble. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. Vince tells JR he barely knows him. Vince is a risk taker. Vince hopes Flair's family is there because he wants them to see what he does to Flair. And Vince does his bit where he says, JR, I enjoy destroying lives. It turns turns me me on. on. (laughs) This was whatever until Vince McMahon's Goldacat-esque confession <laughs> near the end. Goldacat, well done, Matthew. Sorry, he's the magnificent bastard from Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Who Vince does resemble sometimes when he grins, and it's like, oh, it was like four hours of makeup on that dude. Uh, but yeah, this was a lovely bit from I Vince. I really liked it. This was, and, and this is the beginning of something really interesting with Vince here, because this is the beginning of sort of insanity, Vince, mm. which which bleeds over until. Uh, sort of March, April time, and then they just sort of forget about it. But it's that little, little glint in Vince's eye that suggests, like, oh yeah, you're going mental. Yes, <laughs> this is great. Which coincidentally is what happens with Golder Cut. He goes mental too. Yeah, they, that's it. Yes, yeah. Golder guess he's that's the guy. Yeah, he he has like a like a wild eyed look in his face. He doesn't need like a massive expression, but just enough there. But Vince was. Uh, that line, stay. I remember hearing that line first time around. Spoiler for the last bit of the show. It, it turns me on. Yeah. It turns me on. <laughs> anyway. I enjoy. <sighs> Rumble Return sees Mr. 1998 himself, Mr. Perfect. Oh! His first WF match since October 93. He's been wow. wrestling for XWF. Until then, so uh, get after Jimmy Hart's pasta. Cheers, mate. Jimmy Hart's crying. <laughs> what lovely synchronicity this is. And I love when this happens on the Coltolic podcast feed because the next episode uh, that we record of Monday Night Raw, well, the next one that you will hear, it is the hype for the return mm. of Mr. Perfect. So you're 96, right? 96. Oh, okay. So yeah. we, you, it's, it's on the way. We're on the way to Buried Alive. And uh, Mr. Perfect is teasing a return match against Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yes. And then on the SmackDown review, we're getting the return of Mr. Perfect. 
in the 2002 Royal Rumble. Fantastic. And what a return in 02 it is. It's a bit better than the one in 96, for sure. Oh, my God. Just ever so slightly better. I yeah. will, Although I do enjoy the last month or so of Mr. Perfect in 96, where he's been uh, cultivating his wife, mine, by just stealing all of Hunter Hearst Helmsley's valets. Yes. <laughs> so I do hope that one day on the Raw Review, we get a, a segment where... T- Hunter opens a door and there's just a bunch of skeletons with dresses. That's where he was putting them. You know who did that? Golter Cut. Hey, turned him on. Mr. Perfect himself. I remember getting a lovely reaction at the O2. Yeah. At the O2. At the O2 Rumble. Yeah, yeah, I knew what you meant. And he was was really good. Mm. Really, like everybody went, fuck, where have you been? Where haven't I been? Woof. (laughs) Anyway, here's Booker T to take on the arse. (laughs) Booker tries a sunset flip but realises, oh no, it's the arse. (laughs) Another solid big bump quick match from Rikishi. I've missed them. Booker gets the stink face and we get a rare Insta replay as he hams it up. Why is that, I wonder? And then I remember, oh, is it? Yes, it is. Big pop for that. Then Booker heads to the commentary table and spaffs all over Cole at ringside. I have to point out that you mean vomit. Maybe. Because spaff could also <laughs> have another yeah. connotation. I don't know what he did, but I, still, I wrote spaff. And in my head, I'm like, don't say spaff. But I'm like, it's such a good word. Booker heads ringside and just wanks over. <laughs> Look, if Regal can do it. It's a really wank episode of, Ro- of SmackDown, isn't it? I mean, arguably they all I are. on the Monday Night Wank. <laughs> uh, it's very wank-heavy, I apologise. Uh, very yeah. vulgar. My Auntie Belinda's listening to this one. She'd be furious. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Belinda. Press F in the chat. So, Michael Cole gets puked on, and Lola helps by yelling, You got puked on, Cole! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Keishi's music plays, I guess, because that counts as a win. It certainly does. Yes, it's Booker T, who was once headlining pay-per-views, vomiting on commentators. This is this is Booker T playing the game, pun yeah. intended, because they've come in and gone, no one knows who you are. You've just, you've just got to go out there and you, you do what you're told. So they go, right, you can do some horrible shit. And he's just going to do it and he's going to roll with it and he's going to be brilliant at it. And they're going to have to accept the fact that actually he's great. And he's part of the family now. It's it's a weird, weird fucking hazing thing that a lot of WWE guys get creatively where you go, we're going to give you some real shit stuff to do and you're just going to do it. And then maybe we'll give you something good. Like, because you had the audacity to work somewhere else. Mm. That's all right, because the end of your will come in and have the exact other... Ah, uh, no, uh... they won't. And then JR replaces Cole like it's the last hour of AW Collision. Uh, Booker vomits in the toilet while Diddy P tells Booker, this isn't a bad thing. Actually, it really is a really bottom, bottom, rotten bad thing. <laughs> bottom. But it's a good thing because it didn't happen to him. DDP. And he leaves. Booker T and Diamond Dallas Page in the toilet talking about, oh, you, Rikishi put his... Put your ass in your face. <laughs> That's the invasion, isn't it? That's the invasion. Done. Yep. If there was ever any doubt, what a waste of fucking time. There it is. 
This is a good usage of DDP's current gimmick. Yeah. Though, of being overly positive dick. <laughs> As I said in the past, it's DDP playing DDP. Mm-hmm. Never mind that. We can't have these ex-WCW stars running around. We have to reserve space for the Rumble return of The Godfather. Oh. The gimmick returns to TV last seen July 2000 on Raw. He wouldn't do a fuck of a lot for the next few months. Uh, meanwhile, Bull Buchanan wouldn't return until December. Shocking, that. Oh, poor Bull. Godfather, right? This gimmick in 2023 is fascinating. Because whenever they brought Godfather back, they're like, It's Godfather! We can't talk about who he is, or what he does, or anything about him. Right. It's Godfather! His induction into the Hall of Fame was fucking hilarious. Because yeah. it's Bradshaw Farouk going, Remember that thing? Oh, can't say that. And hey, when he did that, oh, yeah. the Godfather. <laughs> what's what's his gimmick? He's the Godfather. He uh, is a businessman. Yes. Give it up for international <laughs> sex trafficker, the He's Godfather. Basically a sex trafficker. Yeah, but it's back in the days, isn't it? Yay, pimps. Yeah. Yay. Don't yeah. think about it too much. Yay. <laughs> the Rock had been walking around five whole days and hasn't had the chance to say, finally, in New York City, etc. Did I just type out just The Rock's promo without saying, by the way, The Rock's backstage. Yes, I did. I think you did, yeah. The Rock's backstage. The Rock has been walking around five whole days and hasn't had the chance to say, finally, in New York City. Yep. Jericho, you call yourself a living legend? Larger than life? You don't know about large. You know about enormous. That's The Rock. He has something. I mean, Rock stops as he notices the coach looking at The Rock's big dick. Whoa, 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 says Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Coach, he's talking about his size 14 foot, which is going to shove up Jericho's ass over and over again, then take it out and wipe it over Coachman's face because he likes that type of thing. Oh. The Rock tries to do the, if you smell, because no, 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 this is Smackdown, inhale. If you smell, what? <laughs> And this is proto... No, that's not the right word, is it? This is the very picture of a rock promo. I have a big dick, and I am going to shove stuff up your ass. That is every bit of a rock promo. It's so Freudian. (laughs) He has a lot of issues at this point. The rock is insecure and thinks he likes you. (laughs) But rock doesn't want to deal with that right now. The rock is going to beat the fuck out of you. Yeah. But he'll open his eyes when he kisses you. (laughs) Good Angle comes out, and it's a SmackDown debut of You Suck during the I Angle theme. I was trying to figure out whether we'd heard it before. Even though Edge did that promo months ago, it didn't take off. This may be the time it finally started and stays. So well done, Madison Square Garden. We'll have to wait and see. Up the garden. Here's Austin. JR does a lovely job of selling how cool it is to be here live, hearing the enormous pops Austin is getting. The pops are almost as big as The Rock's Bigfoot dick. <laughs> That's not Bigfoot's dick. It's his Bigfoot dick. King Kong dick. balls. Exactly. <laughs> From Skull Island. Almost as deafening. The what chance? Crazy loud atmosphere for this. Uh, getting the big match feel with plenty of time still on the clock with both men taking their time early on. Kurt Angle gets sent outside so Austin follows with flare-style chops before sending Angle outside again to holy shit chance. Wow. Crowd's absorbing all of this like lugs which aren't advertised tonight. Oh. But so what? We know they exist. Yeah. Kurt Angle gets the advantage with a belly-to-belly before going back to stomps and punches as they're doing a lot less bumps here because the crowd is so loud for basic things. 
Also, also Austin's back is on a ticking time bomb. Austin avoids the Germans and delivers his own Amer- <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Hey, Austin, do you want to... Hey, Steve. What is it, Deborah? Do you want to go to Berlin this Christmas? Hell no! <laughs> Polish Austin never forgets. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pol- Austin, tear down this wall. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> famous, famous promos in history. Ignorant Berlino. Uh, what? <laughs> Ask God what you can do for your country. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have a dream. What? <laughs> <laughs> we as a people. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll get to the prize. <laughs> <laughs> We'll fight them on the beaches. What? We'll fight them in the sand. What? Fight them at the weather spoons. What? We'll fight them in the beer. What? With the red wine. What? (laughs) Churchill would have loved wrestling. Going to have a cigar. What? Another cigar. What? A sherry. What? A whiskey. What? A beer. What? Another cigar. What? Invade Poland. What? (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, remember Winston Churchill invaded Poland? (laughs) Turned out he was a heel along. By God, the heel turn from Churchill. I said I was a nice man. (laughs) I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I am the guy. Bulldog, bulldog. <laughs> anyway, uh, Austin delivers his own American suplexes before <laughs> Angle goes to his own again before Austin gets his... Wow, that's such a bad attack sentence. <laughs> they exchange German suplexes, all right? So Kurt Angle kicks him in his South German area with the referee not spotting it. No, not even good enough to look up a place in South Germany, just South German. The soft underbelly. The Bavarian area. <laughs> the Bavarians. Kurt Angle attempts the moonsault, and bloody hell, it connects. But Austin kicks out. Wow, I thought Kurt Angle's thing was, the moonsault was MDK. I didn't realize someone wow. actually got hit by and kicked out. Huh. Uh, Angle, Angle Lock, there we go, uh, with Austin doing his Bret Hart WrestleMania 13 face again. However, he manages to counter into a roll-up for two, with Austin popping up and immediately stunnering Kurt Angle to bring out... Blue Kane's brother, Red Kane. Red Kane. Rip off. What are you doing here? That's mental. With Kane choke slamming Austin before glaring at Angle and giving him one too. Oh, that's nice. Socialist Kane. Seriously, Kane, what are you doing here, you big socialist? <laughs> now he's out because it's it's this is Rumble season, which means it's Wabbit season. Run-ins are allowed for Wabbit season. Of course, season. yes. So he's out because this is Kane declaring for the Rumble. You know, you could just sign a form rather than beat up two men. No, don't be silly. Imagine, imagine this: how you like? Oh, I'm going to apply for this job. <laughs> beat up two company directors. Oh, if only. Uh. Uh, <laughs> Kane's kaboom brings out another kaboom. It's the Big Show, Middle Show's brother. <laughs> <laughs> who waddles about like Jemima Puddle Duck to brawl with Kane. Did you enjoy the homage they paid to the Channel 4 years? Yeah. Of the what World Wrestling mean? Federation? Because Kane and oh, Undertaker oh. goozle each other, which there's the, whenever Channel 4, when oh, Channel 4 had reference. the coverage of the WWF, whenever they went to a break, 
you'd have the photo of Undertaker and Big Show goozling each other. And I just Is thought, Big Show trying to goozle him or is he just like... Oh, oh. Basically, they do that thing where the one goes for a chokeslam and the other goes, no, I'm doing a chokeslam. And it, we sadly never got the moment where they both chokeslammed each other <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> Which, if I was a wrestler, I'd have gone, we need to do that. I'm trying to figure out how though. Could you, you just could you jump in the air and fall backwards. Yeah. They choke slammed each other. <laughs> yes, you are right. Both fight over a choke slam, which is won by Big Show, which brings out Triple H for the biggest reaction ever, ever, ever. Double denim is here. Did you hear JR's call as Triple H walked out? I couldn't hear him. The, he said, "The longer they come, the bigger they get." No, he didn't. <laughs> he no, did. he didn't. The lot. He Did said, really? "The longer they come, the bigger they get." The longer they come, the bigger they get. Oh my God! Long come! Long come! Long come! The longer they come, they left that in. The longer they come, the bigger they get. Oh, I love them ribbon, JR. Can we record that? No. One take, JR, me. Big shows, like, all right, bring it. In tries a choke slam, so Triple H tries a clothesline. Neither of them work, so Triple H kicks him in the dick and pedigrees him like a champ. <laughs> then the Undertaker ends the episode by staring at Triple H like Mr. Wilson getting annoyed with Dennis the American Menace. <laughs> I can't skateboard again. <laughs> well, well, get off my lawn. I'm not on your lawn, you fucking idiot. <laughs> That famous line. It's a public street. <laughs> famous line from Dennis the Menace. Ah. I'm not on your lawn, Mr. Wilson, you fucking idiot. Yeah, that was his entire character. So, no, sorry. That was the British Dennis the Menace. American Dennis the Menace was just like, oh, hi, I'm a kid doing kid stuff. <laughs> hi, can I wash your car for you, Mr. Wilson? It's such a sunny day. It's like, I hate that fucking kid. <laughs> Yeah, that's American Dennis the Menace. It's just a, fuck, I hate that piece of shit. And then there's, and all he's doing is like being a little bit of a cheeky Hello, scam. Mr. Wilson. And then there's British Dennis the Menace. It's like, uh, Dennis the Menace's dad, yes, uh, Dennis stoved a cat's head in with a brick at school again today. Dennis! Dennis! <laughs> oh, it looks like I've got it for a week again. <laughs> I'm going to chase it with the fucking De slipper. Dennis the sociopath. <laughs> Dennis the probable axe murderer. <laughs> Dennis the desensitized to violence. <laughs> Dennis kicked a dog to death during Greece, <laughs> during during playtime today. Dennis is dad. <laughs> Dennis the completely separate from the human condition menace. <laughs> Dennis, you won't find them. Dennis menace. <laughs> Yes, Dennis's dad. Uh, Dennis, Dennis strapped Walter the softy to the ground and ran over him with his bike ten times. Oh, no dessert, no dessert for a week. <laughs> no, yeah, no custard for you tonight, Dennis. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Mr. Dennis's dad. Uh, Dennis has invaded Poland. <laughs> Dennis, the Poland are not no doing well TV this episode. After six. Dennis is in Poland again. <laughs> if they'd swap dads, they'd be really well adjusted. <laughs> no, you, you know, you, you 
you'd have a you'd have a little shit that gets away with everything. Oh, I suppose you got that either side of it. <laughs> imagine Dennis. Imagine <laughs> Dennis the Princess of Venice confronted Mr. Wilson. Look, all right, Mr. Wilson, you prick! Get the fuck out of my house! <laughs> Mr. Wilson just kicking the shit out of Dennis the Menace. American, American, Put him against American. the wall of the house, and just kneeing him in the face. We're gonna be like, oh, I've not felt this good since Danang. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the noise that Dennis's face makes. <laughs> Chris and Emily, yes, it, that's the that's the speech. As, as, as it dashes against the windshield of my car. <laughs> The sound effect. See, as he hits Dennis the American, the British menace. His Vauxhall Vector at 50 miles an hour. Danang. Vauxhall Electra. Ah, my proud American car, the Vauxhall Electra. My American Vauxhall Electra. All the towns saw it, but no one reported it to the police. <laughs> Mr. Wilson never has to pay for a drink in his local pub for the rest of his life. <laughs> Meanwhile, the American Dennis goes home to England and loves it so much he's never leaving. Yeah. Wow, that's not really nice. He just, yeah, he just has a really nice life. He just gets Gen a, generally liked by his friends and family. <laughs> Leave a, behind a, a loving... Gets a decent job as an accounted firm. Dies at the lovely age of 83. <laughs> Wife and family around him. Big turnout. Oh, God. They named a stool after him at the park. <laughs> the American oh. one gets a gets, gets a stool. The British one gets a fucking face shaped dent in a Vauxhall yeah. Allegro. Yeah, the other one in America. The one in America. If you Google him, the FBI knocking you down is why you're looking at the article. <laughs> Dickheads wearing American that said nothing wrong T-shirts and getting dodgy looks. Smackdown. I really enjoyed oh. the slow build of Kurt Angle versus Steve Austin here. <laughs> Sorry, back to reality. I thought this was a good match. Wasn't the best match they've had, but I enjoyed I enjoyed the work they did. I yeah. liked Austin uh, in those All-American suplexes on All-American Kurt Angle. Yeah. Uh, nice match. I like, uh, it's Rumble season, so that's kind of why you forgive just random run-ins. Because everyone's just going, I'm in the Rumble now. Triple H coming back and just battering Big Show, I thought was a shame. <laughs> like... I feel I'm, I'm nervous for the roster now Triple H is back I feel like yeah. all the good work that's been done is going to get undone quite quickly now oh, that we now to have just you wait oh my god oh my god what did you remember from this episode testament <laughs> <laughs> Booker T versus Farton <laughs> and vomiting all over coal I hate that I remember that I remember the vomiting as well um, but I also but I'll say I remember Vince's speech about oh, yeah. ab about destroying lives, turning him on, like the beginning into the ascent, the descent of madness for Vince McMahon. He's always on that edge of falling off, yeah. right? But this is a time where, like, oh, he's they're going for it now, right? And he's then he just brings it back and says, "Ah, oh, I'm Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend you didn't see any of that. Nothing happened. It's fine." Uh, what did you forget? That Spike and Taz were tag team champions. Ah. <laughs> I just burped. Jesus, that was really bad. Uh, I forgot that they announced all the surprises for the Rumble. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely remember watching it going, oh, Goldust. Oh, Mr. Perfect. I don't remember them announcing it. Um, so that was a surprise. Yeah. I just thought they just popped up. And went, oh, it's in. so weirdly timed with all these, like, hey, they're coming back. It's like, well, 
we have got lots of people to be pushing right now. <laughs> no. No, no, Mr. Perfect, it is. Va- Big right. Valboski. <laughs> Mr. Perfect until roughly, oh, April or so time. Yeah, it's, it's there for a good time, not a long time. Hmm. So, all-in date uh, this weekend. Uh, so, tomorrow is AEW All-In. Have a wonderful time if you are going down. Look out for Matthew Gregg of Botchamania. Uh, also, look out for Jack the Jobber and Jackie Orlando from the Coltonic Classic Raw Review. He's down in London as well. Give him some eggs when you see him. Uh, so, look out for those guys. We'll be filming uh, what happened at All-In outside of Wembley. So, Yay. keep tabs on the Coltaholic Twitter and stuff. We'll tell you where to cultivate. We'll give a big... A big mass loving for what happened at that'd be fun. Um, if you're not there, then you can join Fraser Porter and I on Sunday evening. We'll be doing live reactions to All In on the Cultaholic YouTube channel. It'll be lovely to join you there. Uh, a couple of other random things to plug on this end. Um, the night before All In, uh, Rev Pro presenting their 11th anniversary show. So I had a chat with Michael Oku, the British heavyweight champion, all about the legacy of Rev Pro uh, and. Uh, he also picks a winner out of Chris Jericho and Will Ospreay. So that's fun. Also, Matthew Gregg, have Hi. you been enjoying the wonderful artwork that Don Callis has been bringing to AEW Dynamite? I certainly have. Yes. Well, those are pieces of work by an artist by the name of Mel Coleman. Oh, I've heard of her. Yes. We have a chat with Mel Coleman for the podcast feed. So if you wanted to get to know the, the lady behind those incredible Don Callis masterpieces, uh, check out the podcast feed right now to hear my chat with Mel Coleman. She's lovely. Boo. Oh, sorry. I just said Don oh, Callis' yeah, she, name instinctively. She's so. on the wrong side of history. Yeah. <laughs> Rather like Winston Churchill. by the <laughs> And British Dennis the Menace. Yes. What are you plugging? Uh, the fact that I won the Hall of Fame this week, which I've just seen now. Yay! It's my story about Bob Sapp. Did you yeah, hear about yeah, that? Yeah, I love your... Tell, tell the oh, classic story of new people. All right. For people who don't listen to it, because obviously it's like nine hours every week. Uh, <laughs> Tubman in Japan. Came back from Japan. So now it's just Tubman. Tubman in Japan. But I call them Tubman in Japan now, because I'm so used to saying that. Bollocks. Yeah. Whatever. Um I still call 4 plus 4 OD. And he bought me a Bob Sapp action figure. And I went brilliant. Couldn't have picked a better person. And I told the story about how the last day of MagFest, MagFest is a big old festival. So lots of drinks, good times, and moonshine, because Americans like that type of thing. On the last day there, I bumped into Nobuetsumo, the composer of the Final Fantasy series, nice. amongst other things. Legendary guy who's playing live there and all that stuff. And me being worse than where, remember someone saying that Nobu had been trained to be a wrestler before he became a composer. And I thought, well, bollocks, might as well ask him. And said, hey, hello, Nobu. You know, whatever. Hello, Nobu-san, whatever I probably said. Uh, is it true that you were trying to be a wrestler before you did this? And he went, yes, yes. And stopped. That's all he gave. Oh. And I went, oh, okay, great. Wow. I thought somebody was just taking the piss. He was like, yeah, I was trying to be a wrestler, which I thought was an amazing thing to know about. Mm. And he went, oh, you like uh, pro, uh, pro wrestling? And, uh, and I went, oh. And I expected him to ask me a question. So... In my drug adult brain, I was trying to think of like, go on, say a wrestler. Say a wrestler that he'll be really impressed with. Don't say Enoki or Baba, you idiot. Don't say Tenru or Choshu. No, no, no. Those are basic bitch picks, Matthew. Think of someone that he would get. And my brain short-circuited having to think, uh, as it sometimes does, as you see every week on the podcast. And I just went with, yeah, uh, uh, and I said it like this. Bobu Sapu. <laughs> To which, actually, we've got the recording of uh, Nobu's reaction here. It's, it's how Tom sounds now. <laughs> and him and his crew, the rest of his band, all heard this. And that's exactly how they laughed. And they, and they repeat it, go, oh, Bob Usapu. 
Because that's not how they say it. If they were talking about like, oh, Bob Sapp had a good match, or whatever, they were like, oh, Bob Sapu. <laughs> Apparently, my, yes, they were being portrayed by racist, car racist caricatures from the uh, 60s. And then above Matt's oh. head, it said minus 50 HP, and they just dissolved. <laughs> As I called in the, the podcast last week to Jack Chagrin, this is my Jack moment. <laughs> anyway, what do you mean? He says, you know what I mean. Oh, hey, you may have had another Jack moment. You'll know by listening to the podcast that was on yesterday on the podcast feed. But you're oh, recording yeah, after this one. Yeah. Because timey wimey typeness. Yes, but Tom, that's what I've been working on. I've said what I've been working on as well. Fantastic. Well, it looks like the longer you work on it, the harder it comes. <laughs> <or whatever else laughs> the, the, I have to go back and rewatch that. The, the longer they come, that. the bigger they get. <laughs> and the longer we come, the bigger you get. And we'll have more wrestling news, of course, throughout the week at Cultaholic.com. He's at Matthew Greg. I'm at Tom Campbell. Enjoy all in at Wembley. We're at Cultaholic.com. Don't forget to join us. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.